Summer have officially arrived. Yep. Hotter than a jalapeno's armpit out here, Guy Raz. I'm sweating like Richard Simmons to the oldies. I'm sweating like a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Know what I mean? Well, oh yeah, I get it, because the cat doesn't want oh, his tail no, to no, get... No, not as funny when you have to explain it. Ooh. So, what are we going to do about the, the roof of your house, Mindy? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this happens every summer. The roof just sort of melts and then caves in. Yeah, but it does look great during the month of December. Yeah, but this time it's going to take us until at least December to rebuild it. Wait, uh, us? Well, you don't expect me to rebuild a life-size gingerbread house all by myself, do you? Uh... Who's going to help keep me from eating all the candy? No... No, what? I was the one who advised you against living in a human-sized gingerbread house to begin with. And what? I was the one who took you to the emergency room after you got sick from eating your own front door. <sighs> this chocolate door sure does look delicious. Maybe I'll just take one little bite. Mmm. 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 Okay, um. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just take one more. Just, oh. Oh. Where is your front door? Is, is that the doorknob sticking out of your mouth? Mindy, that door was over a hundred pounds of chocolate and, and you ate it all? Oh, oh boy. Come on. We're going to the doctor. Okay, so I did eat my entire chocolate door, but I learned my lesson. Well, that's good. And now I only eat the butterscotch windows. We are not rebuilding that gingerbread house, Mindy. I mean, it's it's too hot outside. And, and, and hey, uh, by the way, do you have anything cold and refreshing that we can take from the freezer? Ooh, yeah, we could make some brown cows. Some what? But we got to move fast before the kitchen caves in. Here, quick, put on this helmet. Mindy, this is a, a walnut shell tied to a shoelace. It'll adjust to fit your tiny head. Ooh. Come on, let's go. Mindy, this doesn't feel safe. Quick, hand me the vanilla ice cream. But I want chocolate. Whatever, just scoop it into this bucket. Oh, uh, okay, like this? Yeah, now dump in these 45 bottles of root beer. Are you sure these are the right measurements? Measurements, quick, grab a couple of straws. I can't find the straws. Then grab those pool noodles over there. We don't have time to wait. Mindy, we, we have to get out of here. It's, it's about to crash in on us. Whoa, come on, let's go. That was a close call. Yeah, I'm going to miss that gingerbread house. But with a little spit and elbow grease, it'll be good as new before you know it. Uh... Actually, better than new. It'll be a gingerbread mansion. Phew. 
I'm so hot and thirsty. Can, can I take a sip of this? By the way, what, what is this? It's a brown cow, Guy Raz. Ice cream and root beer. Well, oh, no. normally I would not drink something like this. Too much sugar and lots of food coloring, but I'm just so hot and... Why is it in the bucket? I like things over the top. <laughs> I never would have guessed. Here, take this pool noodle and suck it up like a straw. like someone's got a case of the old sphenopalatine ganglion neuralgia. Whoa. Mega brain freeze, Guy Raz. Ah. You sucked up that entire bucket of brown cow so fast that you gave yourself brain freeze. What? You know, brain freeze, that quick, intense headache you get when you guzzle down something cold too fast. Ah, uh, but, but what just happened? Well, funny you should ask because I was actually just about this. And? Okay, so according to Dr. Stephanie Bertries, a headache specialist and a professor at the Texas A&M College of Medicine, brain freeze is what happens when cold food touches a bundle of nerves in the back of your palate or, you know, the roof of your mouth. Well, this must have been something different because it it felt more like a quick, sharp headache. Well, that's because that bundle of nerves called the sphenopalatine ganglion? That's a mouthful. Literally. So the sphenopalatine ganglion, or as some scientists just call it, the SPG. That's better. Yeah, so the SPG nerves are super sensitive to cold foods. And when the cold food caves in on them, they freak out and tell the brain it's headache time. But... Why? You mean, why can't the brain just deal? Well, yeah, I mean, it's hot outside, and I I just wanted to drink something cold and delicious as fast as I could to cool off. Well, there's another neuroscientist, the kind of scientist that studies the nervous system, so like the brain, the spinal cord, and nerve cells. His name is Dr. Dwayne Godwin. And does, does he have the answer? Well, he says that the one thing our brains don't like is when things change quickly and that brain freeze is there to prevent it. To be like, whoa, 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 buddy, hold it right there. What are you doing? It tends to happen when the weather and your body are super hot and the food touching the roof of your mouth is super cold. Well, is there a cure for brain freeze? Okay, so, so far there's no cure for brain freeze, and since they come and go lickety-split and aren't really dangerous for us, it's easier to just avoid them altogether. So, how do you do that? Well, Dr. Vertries has some good advice that might come in handy the next time you decide to inhale a bucket of root beer and ice cream. Interesting, and what does she say? So, she says that if you want to avoid brain freeze, to just chill out and eat cold food slowly. That way, your mouth can warm up your food and not freak out the SPG nerves in the back of your palate. This would have been some helpful information before I sucked down that brown cow, Mindy. Well, Guy Raz, technically, your brain freeze was your body telling you to slam on the brakes and slow it down while you were slurping that brown cow up as fast as you could. But you just weren't listening. Huh, interesting. So, Mindy, you mentioned that that those nerves are located in the back of the roof of our mouths, and that's right where the ice cream was hitting it. Yeah, so Dr. Vertries also says that it's safer to keep the food in the front of your mouth because when you hit those nerves further back, they trigger the brain freeze bonanza. But what if you get really hot and really excited and... Give yourself brain freeze anyway. Like if you see a milkshake or an ice cream float and your brain just freezes and you forget everything I just told you? Well, not necessarily. 
Yeah. Look, I know how much you love your kombucha almond milkshake, so I do know of one good trick. Oh, yeah? Well, what is it? I'll do anything to keep that from happening again. Okay, so if you feel a brain freeze coming on... Yes? Just put a jelly bean in your belly button. What? Okay, wait, wrong remedy. If you feel a brain freeze coming on, tilt your head back and press your tongue to the roof of your mouth for 10 seconds. Okay. And with your tongue on the roof of your mouth, say, I'm a little teapot. What? Just trust me. I'm a little teapot. Nice. I'm a little teapot. You're a little teapot. Are you sure this is gonna... The heat from your tongue will warm up the sinuses behind your nose and then warm up the SPGs that caused the brain freeze to happen in the first place. So, Mindy, if brain freeze is so harmless and and quick to go away on its own, why do these scientists even bother to study it? Well, it turns out that understanding how brain freeze works can also help scientists to understand how some other more serious headaches work and can be treated. Like migraine headaches. Yeah, so those SPG nerves that we've been talking about are also responsible for migraines and cluster headaches, which can be super painful and last way longer than your typical ice cream headache. Wow, so understanding these SPG nerves could could possibly help scientists figure out different ways of dealing with other kinds of headaches? Yeah, exactly. And in fact, according to Dr. Vertries, some people will purposely give themselves brain freeze in an effort to break their migraine headaches. And that works? Well, she says it can actually work, but not always for everyone. The body and the brain do hold many mysteries. They sure do, little teapot. No. Hey, so now that you're all cooled off, are you ready to start helping me rebuild my gingerbread house? No way, Mindy. No way. Okay, well then I'll just have to move in on your fancy new couch. (sighs) Pass me the gumdrops and frosting. Okay, so I'm thinking we start with a wraparound peppermint porch and a chocolate pond and a sugarless gum diving board off the roof. And I want five stories and a gumdrop porch. Wow in the world, we'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Support for this podcast and the following message for parents come from Little Passports, offering activity kits to keep kids engaged and expand their minds. Hands-on activities and games invite kids to explore the world and unpack the mysteries of science. They'll travel to countries like France, Brazil, and Egypt and build scientific wonders like a volcano, a submarine, and a solar-powered car, all from their kitchen table. More at littlepassports.com. Support also comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. Their agents are ready to help personalize your insurance so you can create a policy that fits your needs. Manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. And you can always call one of the State Farm agents in neighborhoods across the country. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's it! to the show. Wow in the world. Hi, what are your names? My name's Gwenny. My name's Sarah. My name's Bodie. And you guys have a wow-worthy made-up story for us? Um, yes, it's actually a play. Wait a minute. First questions first. I think somebody here tooted. That was me. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with the story. Okay. 
baby elephant was wandering along, and then it was just a normal day, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he stopped by Mama Elephant and asked, Mommy, why do we have such short noses? And she replied, that's just how life is, us elephants. Baby elephant didn't think that was a very good answer, so he walked along to the swamp. He saw Mr. Alligator and asked, Mr. Alligator, why do we have such short noses? Mr. Alligator replied, Come closer, I can't hear you. Why do we have such short noses? Come closer, I can't hear you. Why do we have such short noses? But by then, they were so close, nose to nose, that Mr. Alligator bit oh, no! Baby Elephant's nose and tugged. They did a little tug of war, and oh, wow, luckily, Baby Elephant got away. But that's why elephants have such long noses. That's the story. That the end. That was a happy ending. Great job, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Wow in the World this week. And parents, if you want to continue the conversation with your kids, we've posted some questions about this episode at our website, wowintheworld.com. And while you're there, you can find links to some of the sources we use to tell our stories this week. Also, we love hearing from you. You can write us at hello at wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Say hello, Jed. Hello. Our theme song, Wow in the World, was written and performed by The Pop-Ups. Check them out at thepopups.com. Big thanks to the kids you heard in today's episode. Gwenny, Bertie, and Sarah, you guys were awesome. Also, we love hearing what's been wowing you. For a chance to be featured on an upcoming Thursday episode, have your grown-ups help you share something that's recently wowed your world by dialing 1-888-7-WOW-WOW. Thanks again for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends about our show. We'll be back for a brand new Thursday edition. In the meantime, go forth and find your own wow in the world. Cast and sent to you by NPR. I'm Linda Holmes. And I'm Stephen Thompson. There's more stuff to watch and read these days than any one person can get to. That's why we make Pop Culture Happy Hour. Twice a week, we sort through the nonsense, share reactions, and give you the lowdown on what's worth your precious time and what's not. Find Pop Culture Happy Hour on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts.